Welcome back to uh, very possibly the final episode of the Why Do I Talk to You podcast. It's going to be entirely worth it. Oh my goodness. I am uh, Solomon Starsheep 4. And I'm Dave Gamer Dave Naple. All right. So. Let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. Well, I mean, first, you know, I'd like to say this. Okay. First, I'd like to say this. My goodness. the, The fandom on this. My goodness. I mean. Not not because it's a Star Wars movie or not because any of that. I mean, we expect obsession with any Star Wars movie, no matter what it is, right? Yeah. Um, oh my goodness, just the just the extreme polarization on this movie that I'm sure everybody, even if you haven't seen the movie yet, um, which by the way, this is gonna be completely ridden of spoilers. We're not even gonna try to hide anything, so yeah. just leave Spoiler now full. or forever hold your peace. That's why we're waiting so long to put it out. Mm-hmm. So by the time this comes out, it should be about like mid to latest January. Yeah. So um if you haven't seen it by then, I mean you probably weren't planning on it. Yeah, so. <laughs> very true. So or you've already like spoiled yourself or whatever. Yeah, so. something. Uh but I mean you've so you've definitely noticed by now just how split it seems the fan base is on this. Um yeah. What, what was interesting leading up to this episode with Dave and I is that, you know, um, I I have virtually seen nothing but the hate side of the spectrum around, like, my social circles. But mm. Dave has seen the opposite around his social circles. Yeah, specifically on social media, like old friends from high school who are nerdos and stuff <laughs> and are very critical usually. Um, they all really liked it. But it was weird because in the people who were directly around me, they all hated it, but all the people who were directly around you kind of loved it, right? No. No? Not really. Aren't you saying no. your wife and your buddy Corey, they really liked it? I liked it more. Right. They still had some issues with it that, like, when they spoke to other people, I, I can't speak for Corey, but, uh, like, when some other people brought up their issues, they were, like, in agreement with, you know? Yeah. So I don't think they hate it as much as, like, the other side of the fan base does, or especially you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but they also definitely don't like it as much as I do. Yeah. Um, I have some friends that are actually a little vehement against it, um, but I also have some friends that are, like, vehement for it. Uh, so this is just kind of bizarre. So I got to see it on the premiere date, uh, with my buddy, Corey. Hopefully he's listening right now, giving us a pity listen. Hey, Corey. (laughs) Um, he and I are like the best, like Star Wars buddies. Like we, we did Force Awakens together. We did Rogue One together. Uh, we have a lot of history with Star Wars together. So that was always nice. Um, and then I, I saw it only one more time. So as of recording this right now, I've only seen it twice. Hopefully I'll be able to see it again. Um, I've seen it once. That was more than enough. My goodness. <laughs> after Gosh. after watching it like a couple of times, I I thought to myself and I was like, so we might have. I mean, like we don't always want to try to make a precedent that we're gonna always do like the current movies that are coming out. I mean, like we will sometimes if we think we can make an episode of it, but we're not gonna just when do it's it. something we both yeah, like, not just to know? do it for the sake of doing it, yeah. right? However, I was thinking about this one and I was like, you know. Dave is probably going to hate this movie. Yeah. 
And so I told him this, trying to egg him on. You didn't, you tried to hide it. Like, you're like, people seem to have really divided opinions. I think we will too. And I was like, you think I'm going to hate it? And you're like, no, I mean, I don't want to say if I like it or not. And I was like, Saul, you think I'm going to hate it? He's like, well, you know. Yeah, he thought I was going to hate it. <laughs> it's, it's weird to say that now after Dave saying that, like, mostly in his circles, people loved it. Um, cause I figured that he was in the same, no, that was one of the boat. first times people had suggested to me that it wasn't really good. Oh, okay. It was really interesting. I was mm. like, Oh, okay. Well, cause Juan made a comment, right? He, he made, he made a status about it afterwards that you were just sort of like, yes, all things are going to hate it. Yes. That was because he liked it too. Well, right. Th- no, Juan didn't like it. Oh, I thought he said something about, I don't see why people hate on it for this reason. No, I'm pretty like, sure oh. Juan doesn't like it. Okay. We okay, can double check him. on that later. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Dave saw it recently-ish, right? Yes, it was on New Year's Day. And he was like, yeah, you were right. Yeah, he's right. Yep. So this whole week, and I mean this whole week. We've been really trying to hold back (laughs) on each other because I am ready to let Saul have it. And I really, I'm like legitimately really, I'm on the fence between like just wanting to talk this whole episode and trying to figure out what on earth he's going to tell me. That is why he loved this movie, because I just look at it and I'm just like, what is in here that you don't see in like a generic action movie? It's just so full of just like junk. They're just like cram it all in there. Like, I, I, I just saw. Yeah, you getting ahead of yourself here. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. a little. Mm-hmm. That's, that's hard. I'm trying to figure it out. So I, I want to hear what you have to say in defense of this movie. Mm. So do you want to just start at the beginning and go through, or do you want to start with thesis? How do you want to do this? I'm just so, like, (laughs) I've been dreading this day, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I have been so excited. Let me just say that the the premise of this whole podcast was to have episodes like this. And it never really happened. Never really happened, at least not yet. And so this is going to be the first actual episode, essentially, of why do I talk to you? Because Dave is going to give me reasons, and he's just going to sound like a stubborn old man who can't get over his own fanboy theories about why he thinks the series should be good. It doesn't have... It has and then he's going to listen to me and think that I'm just like a misguided dummo who just like can't see the things that are wrong well, yeah. with this movie. So this is just probably just going to be two people arguing. Um, Great. Let's we're sharing started. the same blanket for it together, so we better be careful here. Ooh. Don't touch me there. How many times do I have to say that? <laughs> so I think we should probably just go by this movie scene by scene in chrono order. Do it. And, uh, and we'll go from there. So, um, I mean, let me just preface this. Let me just preface by saying that I don't think this movie is perfect. You know, I mean, we can say that about every single movie, even the ones that we really, really, really like. There's no such thing as a perfect movie. Um, I'm not even sure if I'm going to call this the best Star Wars movie. I- I'm not the sure The fact yet. that you would even think about calling it that is... <sighs> Look at you. You're already dismissing me just like that. No, the fact that you already even think about off- it means that you have no <laughs> based opinions and I'm not gonna even going to listen to you. You're starting off with like, you know, the real question around this movie is, Good Star Wars. I'm or talking best about Star my Wars. opinions here, and you're already bashing me down. Look at this. You're already trying to invalidate my opinions by just saying my opinions. If I think this might be one of the better Star Wars movies, if I think that, not if you should think that. You, God. All right, well, this I'm is why excited. he was excited to do this. I'm excited to hear your reasons. Golly. Uh, 
He's okay. already he sees himself already as Obi Wan on the high ground. <laughs> I have the high ground, bro. He already sees that. This is this is my co-host, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, from his perspective. Here I am. I've just enjoyed this wonderful, wonderful movie, and here he is, like, nah, I can't wait to bash Solomon in his opinions. Ready. <sighs> Ooh. I'm telling you, just get started with the movie, dude. It'll be much, it'll be much better that way. Alrighty, so we begin in space. Um, the uh, a star destroyer is about to destroy uh, one of the final res- uh, final resistance bases on this planet using like you know really strong cannons, still sort of left over from Star Killer technology. Um, a lone X-wing goes up to these to this uh, superstar destroyer and hails General Hux, um, and we find it's Poe Dameron, or the character that we learned from the, from the last movie. Character is in like three scenes in the first movie. He really didn't get much screen time. He should have, yeah. But he was originally supposed to die in that movie. Oh, and really? That's he funny. was, yeah. But then he was like, guys, Man. I literally die in every movie. Oh, is like, that like his actress thing? Is he like the Sean Bean? Of- he kind of is. And I think in order to avoid that, he was like, can I live in this one? And JJ was like, you know what? Yes, you can live in this one. Huh. Um, so anyways, he he shows up um, just sort of facing the Star Destroyer on his own and he disarms himself. Hux goes into his like extreme Hitler, like, you know, like, you know, we will show no mercy to the resistance. Blah, 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 blah. He does the Incredibles monologue. And then, uh, then Poe just starts having a big joke with him sort of like uh poe did in the previous movie with uh with kylo ren um i don't want to go into too much detail over here so i'll just i'll just go over huge scene details so basically uh poe was just sort of distracting them while like his engine like sort of flares up and uh, he's able to take out all of the the star destroyers like uh surface cannons Mm -hmm. so that the resistance bombers can come and destroy the dreadnought that they're in which is you know the, the gigantic star destroyer um throughout this whole thing um they are like they're like super close to doing it, but they're also losing and losing and losing a ton of people at the same time. Um, to the point where General Leia, um, on like on the resistance like main starbase, tells them to to fall back, to fall back. Um, because uh, they 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 accomplished getting everybody off of the base, so everybody was safe, and that's all they really cared about. But Poe was hell bent on finishing the mission, uh, to the point where he turns off his communicator and keeps the bombers going. And pretty much all of the bombers uh, uh, die except for one of them, who was able to actually successfully destroy the dreadnought. Um, but th- after they do that, there's only like there were like maybe fifteen or sixteen like overall flyers. And they have like three left afterwards. And then what should come after Lightspeed immediately after that is just another dreadnought. So they're able to fly away and retreat uh, successfully. But you know, once they get back on the ship, uh, Poe gets immediately demoted by General Leia for just being completely short-sighted and uh, and uh, you know basically not following orders at the expense of human life. Do you have any problems with that scene? Huh? What? Oh, gee, I, I fell asleep, kind of like I did in the movie. Why are you such a jerk? <laughs> Why are you just such a jerk? I'm trying to have an open conversation here, and you were just waiting for me to. You were just waiting for me to finish so you can say that stupid freaking joke. Ha ha ha! You got your laughter. You happy? You comedian? I God, I try to entertain. No, it's, it's whatever. The the whole scene was whatever. It's like you okay. You you didn't feel a single bit of tension in that whole scene. No. You didn't feel at all when any of those fighters were dying and their numbers were just going down and down and down. No. Maybe you didn't think that Poe was gonna die because it was so early in the movie, and I understand that. But all those other fighters. Okay. 
How wow. sad how sad were you about Porky dying in, in episode four? Were you really busted up about that? He was the first death in a scene that wasn't very tense. This whole scene was super tense. You didn't this know if they about, were gonna no, was, You didn't know if they were like gonna that. make it or not. It, it didn't but it didn't matter because you weren't invested in any of this. Like there was no it, it happened at the beginning of the movie. So you're not invested in any of these pilots. You never met any of them. They're they're just like red shirts. And so you're just like, okay. And like they focus on the one girl who works super hard to get the bomber dropping, and you're like, she keeps focusing on this little medallion, and you're like, I don't get what's happening i don't know it feels like it wants me to really care about like i should know who this person is but i i don't so like i'm sure it's either gonna work or it's not but it never felt like it was gonna impact any other point in the movie like it's nice for lay to be look at all these fighters we lost but you knew that they would they would either have enough or not have enough for whatever the rest of the movie needed and turns out it never really mattered anyways whether or not they had those different soldiers so you're just kind of like okay it sounded like you were already dismissing things so early in the movie no i i went in it was just a space scene it was just like okay that was a fun space scene but like it, it didn't there was no weight to it because there was no context it was just like, all right, here's What Poe. do you mean no context? There's no... What do you mean? Well, just because you're seeing people die and you don't know every single one of their names doesn't mean that you don't have to be invested in what they're doing. You don't know anything about them. They're you just... completely know everything about them. They're in the resistance. They're trying to fight this war against them, against people that are trying to kill them. It's something that they believe in. Sure, you don't know like That's who this girl is with the medallion in the beginning, but do you need to know right away? That's the most cliche thing you can start with. They're fighting against the resistance for things they believe in that's, that's, that's star wars it's cliche that's star wars though it is a star war why is it star wars Saul? because they invented it okay and so here we are however many years later and that's all they're still leaning on they're just like here's some space fights between a rebellion and uh, the first order that we still know nothing about the first it, this isn't even about i'm not going to go into like they should have answered this 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 about the first order and how <coughs> they got power because that doesn't matter it's just you it, it, the opening scene is fine there's nothing wrong with it but it didn't like immediately suck me in it's fine it was a fine action movie opener and it set the scene for other things to happen and that's fine but i, I wasn't like wow i really got my money's worth in that first scene it was just it was just a space fight scene and it was entertaining and it, that was it. It's an actiony space scene. I'm not trying to be difficult here. I, I didn't <laughs> feel anything because you don't spend any time with Poe in the first movie. You barely know him from anybody. And so this whole scene is just it's trying to set something up in Poe. So it's just dependent on what the rest of the movie delivers. It in itself doesn't make the movie. I don't know how you can, like, you could see a scene like that in any generic action movie. Oh, bad guys fighting good guys. Why do I care about that more than in any other context? Well, okay, so I'm not trying to labor the point on just this opening scene all in all. Um, it's just like, you seem to be complaining that this was just like an ordinary space fight, or rather that it's like a space fight in general in a Star Wars movie, like... Were you not surprised to see, like, a space dogfight happening in a Star Wars movie? I, I, I didn't go in and be like, wow, I can't believe they did this again. But it wasn't new. It was not surprising. There was nothing in it that was like, wow. It was not a wow factor. It was just, we're Star Wars and we're supposed to have a space battle scene. Here it is. 
You didn't think at all that they weren't going to accomplish that mission right there or something? It didn't feel like it mattered because Poe was going to make it off. Like, the, the one person who actually mattered and was going to be in the rest of this movie was going to get back. Whether or not the rest of the mission succeeded, like, there's an entire fleet. Like, you, the, the rebels are so outgunned, it's like, okay, maybe they make it and they're 15 men down and the other side's one dreadnought down. But, like, they've got enough. They've got so many starter stars here. They're so outgunned, there's no way that the result of this battle is going to determine the rest of the movie. Like, especially because it's right at the beginning. There's no, there's no stakes that have been set other than they need to get away. And you knew they were going to get away because it's the beginning of the movie. Mm. Like, you're starting the movie out with that. How can there be that much tension when it's like, well, if they don't get away, there's really not a movie. So, like, they're going to be fine. So all you're doing, you're just enjoying the action. Well, and that's fine, because but it's and, not I anything mean, like, special. Because I get what you mean that, like, you know, they were either going to kill Poe in that scene or they weren't. Um, and you know, the, the chances were good that they weren't going to, obviously they didn't. Um, it's just, I got wrapped up just in the tension of the scene. Like even if the, the ending results of the scene, which arguably it doesn't really affect the rest of the movie, um, you know, even with that, I just got caught up in the moment with the music and the tension. Will they, won't they? There's only one bomber left. Are they going to make it? Yada, yada, yada. You know, these are the bad guys. We it want was, the good guys to win. Like, I was just wrapped up in that. It just all felt very cliche to me. His, like, oh, I'm going to distract them by being goofy was, like, it was a little, like, maybe got a chuckle. But it wasn't, like, the fact that the bad guys, like, bad guys are dumb. That's why this works. And that was basically it. The bad guy was dumb, and so it worked. And then it was just some really slow bombers hovering forward slowly. And I was like, uh, okay. Cool. That's fine. Like. All righty. Let, let's go ahead and move on. We'll be and the, and it's a down to the last one, and is he going to push the button in time? And, oh, it's on fire, and someone's dead, and this person's got to go because the pilot's out or something. Like, have I not seen that in every other type movie like this? Like, well, it turns out I have, so okay. My goodness. I, am I wrong? You're not wrong. Okay. It's just that it's, it seems you – it's the way you're saying it seems so, like, callous. Like, oh, these people are dying. Mm. <laughs> if all you had to do in a movie was just show people dying, then every movie would be getting Academy Awards. Well, if they but did it, like if they do it right, in my opinion, opinion, you know, in my opinion, they they did enough for me to like want to care about their does mission. Does the lady at that who is in, in the A wing, who seems to be like his second in command, does she ever come back? She dies. Does she? Yeah, I don't even remember. I thought she had made it. Okay, well, no, she dies. Oh well, that's why you don't see her back. Goodbye, red shirt. So um, I I need to do my best to fast forward here a little bit so we don't focus on like every single little just like on the major scene. So sure. if we move let, the next major scene, I think would be um, so Kylo Ren uh, gets summoned to uh, Supreme Leader Snoke's uh, big big uh, big office. Okay, um, I'm gonna just be hearing these these despair of gasps from from you for the whole time. So he goes to, to Snoke's uh, uh, office um, after he gave Hux the one-two, uh, which then Hux reveals that uh, they are able to track them through light speed. Um, we'll get back to that. Uh, track the, the, re the resistance through light speed. Um, so now he's in Snoke's favor. Snoke basically yells at, uh, at Kylo Ren, even to the point of telling him just to take off his ridiculous mask. Okay, um, let, me, let me break down what's going in my mind during this scene, okay? <coughs> First of all, 
Snoke was in like the absolute worst getup I thought they could ever give him. I was like, did you steal that from the guy in Thor Ragnarok? Like your freaking gold bathrobe? Like it looked absolutely ridiculous. It looked like something out of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so that didn't help his like threateningness. But the thing that was weird is that I hate Kylo Ren. He, on a scale of, like, Darth Vader to General Grievous, you need to go below General Grievous in my mind. He is the worst villain we've had in Star Wars at this point because he's not threatening, he's extremely incompetent, and he feels like a whiny child. So what does Snoke do? He calls him those things. It's like he's telling you, yeah, that's exactly what he is. And you're like, you watch him in the first movie get his butt beat by someone, almost get his butt beat by someone who has no force powers and never held a lightsaber before, barely went out, and then fight someone who just discovered she has force powers and has never held a lightsaber before and basically gets wrecked. And he comes in there with the scar on his face still from that. And Snoke is like, you are just the worst. Do you know that? You lost to someone who hadn't even held a lightsaber before? You're freaking Darth Vader's grandchild. And this is what you pull? You are worthless. Please leave. And I'm like, I wanted to stand up and just standing ovation. Like, you tell him, Snoke. Like, it was just, it's so weird. On one hand, you're like, yeah, that's true. But then you're like, wait a minute. This movie is basically admitting that this guy is worthless. It was a really weird feeling when a movie admits that their primary villain isn't threatening. You know what I mean? When, no. they, when they have another character like specifically say, man, you suck. And you're just like, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> Defend him. All right. <laughs> So like what well, it, it was just let me because I was because I, I knew this was coming okay yeah I'm not saying this is a bombshell because you know I, I'm bad at arguing but I was thinking about this so much okay uh, what was the main reason you didn't like the Force Awakens um one was definitely the weak villains uh both Kylo Ren and Phasma the second part was that it felt like it leaned a little too much on trying to be like Episode four okay there it is there it is lean too much on being on Episode four that is something I I see. Okay, like mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't think that comes out of nowhere. Tr like truth be told, um, I didn't mind that. In fact, I rather liked that. But I do see why people have an issue with that. Mm -hmm. be, to be completely fair, okay. Mm -hmm. So then, let me ask you: If you wanted Kylo Ren to be like a quote unquote actual villain, you'd be getting Darth Vader, wouldn't you? If no, why not? Was Darth Maul Darth Vader? Was Count Dooku Darth Vader? Was Emperor Palpatine Darth Vader in either the prequels or the sequels? Were are any you, of those are you telling me those guys were Darth better than a new Hope Darth Vader? No, but I'm saying they were all good. I, I, I told you that Darth Vader is top of the scale, but like right below him is Palpatine, and then like Maul and Dooku were both still solid, and then you had like General. Okay, Grievous, so it, so like it goes to the throwaway, so it goes to the point still that what you you complained that you didn't like a Force Awakens because it borrowed so much from a New Hope, and yet you're wanting another element that's just like a New Hope. No, I want a good villain. You want an element like a New Hope. Yes, Saul. And I, I also want a good storyline. And darn it, A New Hope has that too. But we can't have that because that's too much like a good A New Hope. I also want compelling storytelling. Oh, darn. A New Hope had that. So if we have it, then it's just like A New Hope. Saul, I don't want him to be Darth Vader. I just want him to be threatening. I just feel that if you if we had a villain that was less like the characterization of Kylo Ren right now, you would just get... 
Are you, another repeat of Darth Maul. You'd get another repeat of Dooku. You'd get another repeat of Darth Vader. Are you, are you trying to tell me that every successful villain trope that could ever be created has already existed in Star Wars movies? Well, then how do you? How else different would you want to do him? Would you not want to have him a conflicted character? Would you not want to have him? For one thing, he has elements of other enemies with him. Count Dooku was a Jedi, and then he turned again. Uh, Anakin Skywalker was a Jedi, and then he turned away yeah, from that. that. It's not that it's not those elements that are the that are the problem, right? Like I don't. A lot of bad guys are probably going to be Jedi's who turned evil. That's that's a continuing thing in this universe. That is fine, but you you can't have the exact same stuff. The problem with Episode Four was it was the exact same stuff. You had a giant planet destroying circle that you needed to go down and turn the shields off so you could find the one weakness. Don't do that exact thing again, okay? If you're making Kylo Ren, don't make him have a mask, which they tried to do, and just sort of stand around and not talk very much. You can have a threatening villain in different ways. Don't do it exactly the same way. And if you're telling me they can't do it without them copying something that existed before, then just stop making movies because you're telling me that they can't make anything good that hasn't been copied before. Well, they did make a different villain. And he sucks because he's not threatening. Is he threatening? It, uh, that you, is like a. Basic are you saying component. he's zero percent threatening? Like you were never ever threatened by him at all? No. Not even in the beginning scene where he stopped the laser right in right in his bare hands. Oh, okay, we're going all the way back to the first movie. We're still kind of okay. talking about it. You're, yeah, you were still sure. bringing it back up. At the if very we're talking beginning. about the next movie, like we're talking now a developed character. We're talking now a character that's moved on from certain things. A character who is no longer threatening. Who killed the supreme leader and is still extremely strong oh in the force and is now in control of the first order. Okay. He is in control of the first order. Again, if you want, you want to jump all the way up to when he kills Snoke. Because we can do that. Because that was a major problem. That's a major problem. The 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 one word that I kept that kept popping into my head as I watched this movie. There's a, here you go. You guys are about to be a little educated on wrestling terminology and, and uh, online. Is a jobber, or I the, you were gonna say jabroni. Uh, no, that was, I'm about to. Or the Italian variant popularized by none other than future presidential candidate Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Not invented by him, but popularized. Jabroni. Now, what, is this, what does this mean? Well, it's a term that originated in wrestling where a jobber was someone whose job it was to just lose. That was the only reason they were in the wrestling federation. They lost to the other people who mattered. So a jobber is someone who just kind of dies and has no other purpose than to die so that someone else can have something happen to them. This movie is full of jabronis. Absolutely. All the people who died in the original mission total jobbers their job was to die so that poe could feel really bad about it later supreme leader snoke who got hyped through the entire first movie as someone threatening we hear about over and over how he corrupted kylo ren he's really scared he's the big bad complete jobber he has a couple moments where he uses the force a lot but when it comes down to it he gets tricked by a guy who by his own admission, gets wrecked by some kid who had never used the Force or lightsaber before, and not even, like, a climactic fight. It's just he turns on a lightsaber right by him, which is one of those moments where you're like, if you could turn on and off a, a lightsaber from this far, why don't they just do it, like, while they're fighting each other? But that wasn't even the main point. The point is he just goes out like a jobber. He never gets to fight. He never does anything cool or threatening. The closest thing he does is when he calls in the General Hux to be like, I am not happy with you. You just lost Rebel Feet. And then he comes back and he's like, oh, <laughs> good job, Hux. Turns out you had this under control the whole time. Hey, Kylo Ren, you suck. Get out of my face. 
okay, th- that was his role in the movie. And he goes out like a jobber. And the lightsaber scene, who's the only people who Kylo Ren has ever beaten? Well, Finn and a whole bunch of literal red shirts whose only job in this movie was to stand around in General Snoke's room until General Snoke was dead and then die like jobbers to freaking Kylo Ren. None of these characters have any purpose in this movie except to die to Kylo Ren. Their only purpose is to try to make Kylo Ren threatening. And it doesn't work because it's so obvious that's all they're doing. That's all they're there for. Supreme Leader Snoke never has a moment of he's got this under control. He's got this master plan. All he's got, like, he has a short moment like that, but it immediately results in his death. Immediately. There's, like, almost no time at all for you to feel like he's in control. And it's, it's, it, it's unbelievable. It's like, I can't buy that Kylo Ren just offed his master that easily. I, I just couldn't believe it. The only explanation was that the, his only purpose in this movie was to die in that scene in order to make Kylo Ren feel threatening. And it just felt like I was trying to be manipulated. It was like, no, I'm not going to buy this because Snoke never did anything. Alrighty. You feel good? I, I don't know. You got that off your chest? <laughs> I just... Here's one thing. Okay, so that argument I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot of people just absolutely pissed off uh, by the whole Snoke dying scene. Um, just completely blindsided and just sort of like, well, that was just stupid and whatever like that. I've heard that a lot. My couple of things with that goes, you know, how is it possible that if Snoke is so strong in the force or whatever like that, that he could have missed that? You know, that never made an issue with me because he's already getting all riled up. He knows where Luke Skywalker is because he got it out of Rey. And he's so like, you know, I I always like to think that Kylo Ren was able to block his mind from him and sort of just like transmitting these thoughts that Snoke wants to see all the while masking the idea that he's actually moving his lightsaber towards him and whatever like that. The whole idea, and I'm, I'm moving backwards, I guess, now over here, you know, because I know a lot of people that just have issues with Kylo Ren. They had issues with him from the get-go, you know, because he was a whiny teenager and yada yada like that. It's like, for me, I, I really, really like his character because of the things that he's saying, because of the things that you were saying, honestly, because of his flaws and because of all this. We've had uh, six-ish movies where all the bad guys were ruthless bad guys um, that didn't really have any sort of backstory if you're just sticking with the movies only. Um, you know, Darth Maul, we know no context of unless you've seen Rebels, but we're just talking movies. Count Dooku, we just know that he's a, he's a fallen Jedi. Uh, Darth Sidious, we just know, you know, the the story, the tale that the Jedi would tell you. <laughs> the tale the Jedi wouldn't tell you. Um, and, I mean, uh, we owe him for that much, at least. And uh, How and many memes were born. That and day? Darth Vader, not Anakin Skywalker, but Darth Vader. Like those are the villains that uh, General Grievous, whatever. Those are the villains oh, that. Oh, Bubble Fett, Django Fett. Mm, I mean, you're right, but you know, Django Fett, Phasma, you know. I agree with you on that, but we'll get onto that. Um, anyways, Phasma is um, also a jobber. Anyways, 100%. gosh, let me talk. Um, so, I, I, I was soup. I felt super refreshed to see a villain actually do something different, be treated a little bit differently uh, than in other movies. He's not just, you know, he's not just a villain. 
Like he is the the villain, you know, idea in here, but he's not just that. He's a Skywalker. You know, he's got Jedi blood in him and he has a super, super complicated background and he's been burnt before. His own uncle tried to kill him just because he happened to be a little bit strong in the force and he saw, you know, the bad things that he could become. His lightsaber is completely unstable. The design, you know, you have your opinions on the design, but it's so completely unstable showing his character. He killed his dad, even though he didn't really want to. He did did not kill his mom one of his tie fighters did that for him like well tried to do it and in the end um we'll get back to that and in the end he doesn't really want anything to, to rule the world he doesn't really want uh, uh senator palpatine's senator palpatine emperor palpatine's <laughs> overall plan of just like you know, unlimited power and anything like that. At least not the way that he's going about it. He, he want he is so, he is so like bogged down by the demons of his past that he just wants to start again. And he feels this connection with Ray, um, that, and this also powerful, you know, uh, this powerful person in Ray that he knows that he needs to get on his side. Otherwise it's going to be a big issue, but he, he doesn't really want just to, kill everybody and be like the biggest baddie power person in the whole world. It's not any of that. He's just so bogged down by the past and the things that have gone wrong in his life that he just wants, he thinks that he can wipe the slate clean for the entire galaxy and just start new. Forget about the Jedi, forget about the Sith, forget about all that sort of stuff and just start anew. Um, and that, that's something different. He fails a lot. He really fails a lot. And I was going to wait on this until like the closing arguments of this whole episode, but the whole theme of the movie is supposed to be failure. I'm going to, I'm going to stop you from making any quips from there. The, <laughs> the whole movie is supposed to be based on, on failure. Okay. Poe fails in the beginning scene. Kylo Ren fails a lot in that movie. Um, uh, Luke is based his, Luke as he is right now is completely based on failure and and just ridden with failure all over him. Um, uh, Finn and Finn and Rose, we'll get to them maybe. Um, Finn and Rose, their whole mission was a failure. They fail a lot. Admiral Haldo almost fails in their mission, um, uh, and pretty much every single one of these like characters gets some sort of redemption at the same time because they're supposed to learn from their failure. The whole thing was summed up in Yoda's appearance when he said that failure was the best teacher. So everything in here is supposed to be like a failed mission from each of them and then having them each learn from it. Ray was so convinced that like that Kylo Ren could be turned back. Um, that she went out there himself. It's a mirror Empire Strikes Back. Uh, went there to try to convince him herself, but she fails and instead reveals the location of Luke Skywalker. And that's a mistake that she doesn't make again. Um, and with Kylo Ren, though, he's the one character in the whole movie that doesn't get the redemption in that one movie. His failures ultimately end up in the Resistance completely, you know, running away and Rey completely closing the door on him physically and, and mentally speaking as well. Like, they all just fail. And the good ones learn from it and the bad ones don't learn from it. Kylo Ren doesn't have to be this just, like this villain who is there just for power and is there just to rule the galaxy and yada, yada, yada like that. Cause he has a little bit more to him. We've seen nothing but villains want that in all of the previous star Wars movies, just a villain who wants power, who wants money, who wants recognition, who wants all that sort of stuff like that. Rogue one had that director. Krennic had no redeeming qualities about him. He just wanted to be, 
in the emperor's good graces that he made the death star and that he can be in control of it and you know he had this you know this giant pissing contest with him and uh uh with him and grand moff tarkin who just like hux and, and kylo ren in the other movie by the way but in, well not just like but it's still there and he fails too i'm just saying that kylo ren is a different villain and i like it I don't think that he had to be just like any other villains because we've seen those villains before. You wanted something different. That is something different. I mean, if you didn't like it, which you don't, I mean, that's fine. That's your opinion. But I am saying that he is a different villain. He's not the same type of villain that we've had before. And that's a different element from the other Star Wars movies that we've had. And I, your argument is, you know, make him different, but make him good different. And I, and I get that. And that just boils down to opinion. I thought he was good. I liked having... Uh, different dimensions about him. I liked that he had actual goodness in him to the point where he had blood on his side as well. Sort of like an Anakin story, but done better. That he had like good blood in his system. Um, he was very like sort of conflicted about it to the point where he didn't actually kill his mom or at least send the missiles to kill his mom and whatnot. So that's just something different. In defense of Kylo Ren, I like Kylo Ren. I love Adam Driver's acting. Um, I liked the portrayal. I liked the temper tantrum. Sue me. I liked the temper tantrums. It showed that he was just a petulant child. It's no different and that he wasn't Anakin. and he wasn't there like ready to like actually be like this this like, you know, Sith Lord that he wanted to be. He was just in his grandfather's shadow. And then in the scene in this in this movie where he destroys his own mask that he doesn't need, he only needed that mask so that he could mirror Darth Vader a little bit. It now it just shows that he just doesn't care anymore about the past. He just wants to no, do his own thing. No, it doesn't feel like that because it's not brought on by his own <coughs> action. It's because Snoke makes fun of him. It feels like it's just because Snoke made fun of him and he's like, Darn, now I have to destroy my mask because he doesn't like it and he thinks I'm a child. I'll show him. Like, that's all it felt like. It didn't feel like it was his decision. It was just because Snoke mocked him. Now, to your to your points, I like your argument about the movie being about failure. I didn't notice that. I can see where you're going with that. The problem is it makes the whole movie feel like it didn't matter because I don't think the characters' quote-unquote redemptions really come through in this movie. I didn't feel like there there was ever a point where they really got a redemption in this movie from their failures. It felt like this movie wound up not mattering because everything anybody tried to do just sucked. It, it was just watching a comedy of errors, except it wasn't funny. You, you watch these movies to watch powerful characters do really cool stuff, and you just watched a bunch of failures like you just watched a bunch of failures and i get the idea of trying to make it more relatable and make it more relatable with that but that's we just talked about iron man iron man does that well because he confronts his failure in like one part of the movie and then has a redemption story in the second half whereas this movie focused so much on every character constantly failing that it just took up the whole movie they had to shove so many of it in there that it was just watching one sucky person after another suck a lot and you're just like you all are complete morons. That's just what it, it was just like. I understand. You have to make your characters feel like they have, uh, like, not authority, but, like, initiative in this world. You have to make it feel like their actions are making a difference. And it felt like they were all just completely flailing around, not knowing what they needed to do at all. And the, my biggest issue with Kylo Ren, I don't, other than the fact that he's not threatening, I don't know what he wants. He's not threatening. He's not like these other villains. I don't know what I don't know why he wants to rule 
the first order. You say it's to wipe everything clean, to, to destroy the past, but he's not committed to that. Well, he did want to rule the first order. As soon as, yes, the, they, as soon as they cleared out Snoke and as soon as they cleared out the Praetorians, as the name of the guards, as soon as they cleared them out, his plan was just to have him and Rey go off. No, it was then, to have them rule the first order. He didn't say the first order. He said he wanted to do away with the first order and the Jedi and the Sith and everything. So he just wants and to the, destroy And the Republic. Things. He just wants to destroy things. He wanted to move on from that. He didn't want to have so those stupid labels just, and just start and start just like, so just forget about the past. That's what he wanted to do. So just leave. He There's needed Ray. He, he, he needed need Ray because what? he because for he what? knows that Ray is an extreme force user. No, 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 the no, no, only no, no. one stop, that's stop, better stop, than stop. him. Stop. He doesn't need to be better than everybody. He just needs to leave. He Why? doesn't. If he wants to start anew, then just leave and start anew. That's not what? starting anew. The first order is still out there. The Who Jedi cares? are still out there. Who cares? He wants to do away with the past. He Why? wants to Why? do away Why does with he want, that. Why does he need to destroy everything? Because what is it done? Who cares if he just he wants to cares. start anew? But why? Because look what it's done to him. Look what looks what it's done to everything. No, it hasn't it done made a gigantic mess him. over everything. He thinks that he's in the right here. It hasn't done anything to him. He thinks he's in the right by wanting this. That's what he wants to do. Whether or not answer, it's a rational answer. decision, whether or not it is rational or not, doesn't matter because that's his character. There needs to be an explanation for his character. You can't just throw God, something at me. All you people want like tons of explanation upon everything. I want a character that I that I can care about. I want a character who has something to him. This person is just, it's just a cog in whatever the story that the director wants to play. It feels so processed. It feels like this is what we want to happen. So this character is going to do whatever we need to, to have this happen. The character needs to have enough of him that his actions make sense in context to what's happened to him. I still don't... <sighs> You're going to just think, oh, you want everything explained. I would like to know why he turned to the dark side. Not why he turned on Luke, but why he turned from Luke and turned to Snoke. Why he didn't just walk away, okay? Because the, there's not enough to justify his actions. There's not enough to justify his actions. That That's what it is. It's just this is what he's doing because this is what the filmmaker wants me to see. Well, to your credit, the movie only says... Snoke already got him and whatnot. Yeah. And, and to your credit, yeah, that's no explanation at all. Um, maybe there's an explanation out there, but it's not in the movie, and you know that's what we're basing this on. Yeah. So to your credit, that is not explained. The Knights of Ren are not explained. Still, who Snoke is is not explained. Nothing is explained. Um, nothing. Nothing makes any. It, things just happen and they don't matter. What the heck was the deal with the hole that Ray went down? What was with the mirror? That's never explained. It just happens. And like, what was? What was freaking Luke's third lesson? They hype up this whole thing where Luke's like, I will teach you three lessons. And you're like, all right, cool. I'm going to get some really neat stuff like we did with Yoda in uh, Empire Strikes Back where, she te where he teaches her some really cool things. And they're just really jaded, really. The first one is kind of interesting because it feels like he's going to get into like where he's like, oh, the darkness offered you this thing and you didn't even resist. And you're like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Is that how the dark side works? Like that, that's interesting. But then it never goes anywhere. And then she has the second lesson and she just gives up. So you don't even get to hear the third lesson. And it's just, it's full of all this stuff. And it's just like, uh, we got to have these caretakers on this planet. Why? Uh, we got to set up for this joke where Ray cuts down this rock. It's and comic like relief. Him. What's wrong with that? Because it's too forced. It just feels too forced. You thought it that feels was forced? Processed. You didn't think the Porgs were forced? Uh... I thought the pork. I mean, they were forced, but they were cute. <sighs> They're all right. Like the porks overstayed their welcome. They had some. They, they had some funny bit. scenes. Yeah, I, I agree it. with you. They overstayed their welcome a little bit. Um, 
The weirdest thing with the Porgs, which made it feel even more processed, was it was so obvious with them and with Yoda that they were intentionally trying to CG a puppet. You know what I mean? All of their movements looked exactly like how the puppets moved in, like, the first three Star Wars. It, it, it was like, I we're going to I didn't get CG. that from the Porgs. Really? That's I, interesting. I just thought they were full-on CG. The, no, they, they absolutely were, but the way they moved wasn't like all the other CG things in the movie move. Their, no, their movements I, were like intentionally restricted to where it looked like they were, they were only doing things that they could do if they were a puppet, at least while they were on the planet. I think while they were flying around with Chewbacca, it was pretty much pure CG, but they just had these interesting pauses in their motion and like where they could move that was like, they're trying to make that look like a puppet. I, I see what you mean, but I, I didn't really notice it. I didn't put that much attention. It, it, it to wasn't like a make or break, but it was like, it made it feel just a little bit more processed and a little bit more like, all right, they're really trying to get my nostalgia here. So I want to go, I want to backstep here a little bit. When you were talking about like how the failures and like ultimately what it seems like this movie means nothing, because I've heard that argument before also, Um, you know, or like, you know, that this movie didn't need to happen or whatever like that. I mean, first of all, like this, this is not, this movie is dependent uh, this movie, and this might be a sin, too. I, I, I actually don't know what it I, is. I think it is. Would you stop? If I know it. No, I, I'm <laughs> trying to be serious. Like, <laughs> Yes, this movie is a sin. Go no, I, if I know where you're going, I'm pretty sure I would argue, yes, this is a sin of movie making. But. This movie is meant to be in place with episode nine. That's a problem. It just Yeah. Look, Empire Strikes... You can make that argument for Empire Strikes Back, right? Because it ends on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... It had moments in it. Everything within it was self-contained. Everything in it was explained. It just it just left you off at a point where you didn't know what was going to happen, where you knew there was going to be more. But it explained everything that it needed to explain. It made it, it everything made sense within the context of just that movie. And, you know, maybe the movie before, too. It wasn't relying on another movie to come by and explain all its shortcomings and to cover up the plot holes. It was complete. This movie didn't do that. This movie is saying, like, no, no, guys, trust us. The next one's going to be great. And it's like, look, you, you, this movie was to set up that Kylo Ren is in charge, but the fact is that Snoke never did anything, so why was he ever here? If you want to make Kylo, like, more threatening, maybe you don't even have Snoke. Maybe he just turned evil of his own accord, and that's not even touched on at all. But the problem is they touch on it just enough to like imply there's something else there and then never go into it. They touch on things just enough to make you like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I, I really want more of that. And they're like, no, that's it. If you want to leave him a mysterious dark figure, like fine. Maybe it's not as good as an explained, a fully explained figure, but I think it's better than at like a half, a half baked explained character, you know? Like Snoke never had any point. So if you if you want to set things up as he needs to be in charge in order for you to do what you want to do, then just make him in charge. It, it doesn't. It hasn't added anything to the character yet. What they've done, for example. And I'm I, don't know, I don't know how I'm much. I'm just wondering how much of the arguments that people have about about this movie is because and and I think this is just point of viewism. Basically, is like. You know, if I'm, I'm never going to know what this feels like because we were born when we were born when all, when episode four, five and six were already out. And at that point, people thought that was going to be it. 
um, episode one was announced in like in like ninety six or ninety seven, so we were alive for that. But at, you know, and maybe we had seen the first three Star Wars movies also, um, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. But the thing is, is that back in the day, back in eighty one, when Empire Strikes Back came out, who was the emperor? You know, he wasn't anybody yet. He wasn't anybody yet. He was a mystery. He was a mystery. And at the same time, like nowadays, when episode seven comes out, we're all like, who is Snoke? And people like had an issue with it. I didn't have as much of an issue with Snoke in episode seven because it's okay to leave him as a little bit of like it left you questioning things. It's like, okay, there's more to this world. Like I'm I'm excited for that to get explained. Like it wasn't explained here. yeah, it was a mystery, and you were excited. I don't, I don't think I would count myself in the camp of people who had a problem with Snoke. I was just excited for him to get more, and he never did. Like even in this movie, he never. That was something you said. It was as if you, if you had the Emperor show up in episode like uh, in uh, Empire Strikes Back, and then he dies in like the first hour of uh, the sixth movie, you know, or episode six. Excuse me. It just that. It's also just confusing to me because, like, you didn't think Snoke was going to die eventually. Like, not the way he did, but, like, it, well, of course you didn't gonna think he wasn't going to die. Like, that, die that to eventually. me was just, like, a play with my expectations. Ryan Johnson, I really believe, the director of the movie, I really believe he was trying to troll the fan base. Um, he did That's a lot of things cool. that... I, I've, you know what? I loved it. You know why? Because, like... Because of, because of social media and because of how fast information and opinions spread, so, so, so many different fan theories and different, you know, whatevers pop up about who is Ray, who is Ray's parents, Ray is Kenobi confirmed, Snoke is Plague is confirmed, all this stuff popped up with like at an extreme rate. And that's cool because that's fan base, right? Yeah, that's fine. But then when you have a director come out and almost intentionally mess with everything. I really know. R- Ray, Ray's parents are nothing. Ray's Snoke parents. Snoke goes out like, Snoke goes out like nothing. The, the problem, um, again, here, here's the problem with Ray's parents. It's not that they're nothing. It's that if they don't matter, then don't talk about it. They give it like it. they give it like one. No, 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 no. They, they like tried. To, they made it like three scenes, and they intentionally made a big deal about how Kylo Ren was screwing with her over this. Except it was never really part of her character in Episode Seven. So if it's not part of her character, never just really leave part it. of her character. I don't remember a moment in Episode Seven where that was a part that the movie focused on. I'm not saying that fans afterwards didn't focus on it, but I'm saying in Episode Seven it wasn't important. So if you're saying her parents aren't important to the story. Then just don't touch on them. Don't intentionally screw with people. If they that's, don't touch on them, leading. you know how pissed off they would have been then? They that's, had to close the book somehow. No, they didn't. Why that, not? Because you don't think they're, that, that would have pissed everybody off more? They're, they're just caving to the fans at that point. That's just pandering. That's just saying, oh, gee, guys, a lot of people want to know this. You uh, seriously think they wouldn't have been even more pissed off if they never said anything? You're super pissed off that Snoke went out the way he did and you don't know anything about him. But Because it's not about the... F- Parentage doesn't generally... It doesn't need to matter. It doesn't. That's why they throw it away and say that they were nobody. Then don't touch, don't tease it. Don't. 
I'm really trying not to swear here because don't blank tease me like that then. Don't tease me like you're going to build the world, like you're going to do something important and then give me nothing because that's all this movie did. Oh, man, okay? I loved that. No. I loved that so much because I felt the same way, honestly. I mean, it even begins with the very first scene in this movie where we see uh, Luke and Ray. You know, everybody expected this big old scene where, like, they have this big, like, you know, transcendental, like, connection, you know, like, you know, who are you? You know, why have you brought me this lightsaber? What are you doing? What's the first thing he does? He just throws it over his shoulder. That was his father's lightsaber. Doesn't even know how it came back here. And he just throws it over his shoulder. It I'm just all like, like, wow, Ryan Johnson, that is ballsy of you. But the, that's the problem is it felt like Ryan Johnson was just playing with himself the whole movie. He was just getting off on the fans being pissed. Oh, man. That's what it felt like to me. And look... If you want to tell me that the fan base is too rabid, like, okay, that's fine. Freaking uh, Lucas said the same thing when he got rid of it. He's like, I can't please these people, so you can have it. Have fun. That's fine. I don't disagree that the hardcore fans are too hard to please or whatever. Like, I think the fact that people throw away episode one because of midichlorians, like, the people, the fact that people talk so much about midichlorians, it's such a throwaway thing. And they're like, I can't believe this. It ruined the whole lore. No, it didn't. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. But you guys are just, like, complaining about it. I mean, it, it kind of did. No, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It makes it but, a non-mystical force anymore. Or it makes it's it a, still it makes it a physical thing. It's very minor. I, th I think that's a very minor thing. It but you disrupts the whole force. No, it doesn't. Kind of does. No, it doesn't. The force. Then why is, can't everybody? The force do it? is an energy where everything is all around you. It controls us. It connects us. Well, then why no, can't everybody it's do it? No, it's just something in your blood. No, that's just how. That's how you control it. If it's something not what in it your. Is. If it's something in your blood, then yeah, probably no, everybody could do it. That's but not if it's what it is. That, it's how you control it. It's not what it is. It's how you interact with it. Well, episode one, you know what? No, no, no. We cannot open this. We can't We can't open this. I have to stop this right now. But I'm just saying, if you want to argue with me that that those things are in there, that's fine. But this movie just felt like a whole bunch of self-wankery where he was like, I know what people expect, and I'm going to spend an entire movie not giving it to them. It's like, I know what people would like, and I'm just going to spend an entire movie not giving it to them. Why? Because it's my movie, and I can do that. So big middle finger, suck it. Well, no matter what he did, everybody was going to be mad at what he chose anyways. No. If he just yes, if Ray was Kenobi, then everybody would be like, no, Ray's a, a Skywalker. Then just if Ray's parents it. were like then just Mace Windu, you can't just not yes, answer you it. Can. Then you get people getting pissed off about not having answers. That's fine, because they're pissed off for the wrong reasons. They're, they're not interested in like the story that's being told and the characters. All they want to know is backstory. That just make characters who are compelling. Make them interesting in what they want. I still don't entirely know what these characters want to do other than beat the bad guys. It's just so generic. It's, there's nothing unique to them it's like i want to why is she so confident that she's not going to turn to the dark side you, i'd like to say it's just youthful arrogance and maybe there'd be a little bit where she like kind of falls to it and she grows but the closest thing we get to that is like the mirrors and i don't even understand how that's the dark side i don't understand what that was supposed to be at all it was just in there for again his self pleasure of teasing the parents thing so that he could not deliver on it later that's all that scene was there for. You could cut that scene out of the movie. You could cut him talking about her parents, and it wouldn't make the movie. I don't care about the fan base. I care about the movie. Well, in the it would end, not have detracted anything from the movie. In the end, her having parents that, quote-unquote, don't matter, which, by the way, in my opinion, that might be a lie. It might come back out later, but I like the way this is going out so far. But I would rather it just not come up. To show that her parents are are not anybody connected with the story and whatnot ultimately shows... 
that this isn't just a Skywalker story. So far, this whole story has been nothing but a bunch of Skywalkers and the, and the relatives that have come after that and whatnot right there. She is a special person from literally nowhere, as, as Luke even admits, that, he, that she comes from nowhere, but she happens to be super, super well-versed in the Force, and it didn't have to come from just lineage and because her fine. parents can, or anything You like can that. leave that being the case and just let the fans speculate about it. it. It's okay to leave some mystery out there for the fans to speculate on because that sort of builds hype and builds the sense that it's a bigger world. But they don't actually say that. What do you mean? They don't say what I just said. They just said all that all that is said about her parents is that they're nobody. Then after that, literally talk yeah, of her parents to, you don't are have gone to talk for the rest of the all. movie. You don't have to no, because it came back as like a major <sighs> point. And that was annoying. after that scene? After the Kylo Ren and Ray scene? No, no, no. But you had like three or four scenes where that happened before that. Like, so then after total. that, it's gone. I, after, after that, that, we don't talk yeah, about it at all. For the final we half hour like, of the movie. We spent two hours with it as like sort of this ongoing undercutting point. But you're right. For the final, what, fifth? Of the movie, we didn't have it. Therefore, you don't think okay. that a whole lot happens in that whole in that whole rest of like whatever that was, which was not a half hour. That movie is a long movie. We have the whole scene on crate. We but have the whole it, scene with Luke. We have the whole scene of them escaping and yada yada. But none of it has anything to do with their parents. It doesn't have to. They already established that that's a closed door. Then don't talk about it. They didn't after they closed the door. Don't talk about it for the whole movie. Why? Why would you want to leave that just a complete mystery? That was one of the biggest things that the fans had on their minds that they wanted answered. It's. Oh, I just told you, it's okay to leave some things as a mystery. Clearly it's not because there are some things that you aren't happy that are still a mystery also. Because you tried to tell me that it was important. Because you spent time telling me that Snoke was important, that he was a big deal, that he was a threat. But and you're then not he okay wasn't. knowing the answers right now. How do you know the answers aren't going to come later? But how, you know, no, even still, no, 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 when no, no, we no, just no. had the first three movies of of A New Hope Empire and, and, uh, and Return of the Jedi, we still did not know who the Emperor was. That's fine. It's okay to leave some... You knew enough. You knew. Did that you he, not think that he was important to the story, though? You knew enough. You knew that he was threatening. He played the role that he was supposed to play in that movie. And you could. You got to see how he tempted Luke, so you could infer how he tempted Vader. Everything you needed to know about the Emperor was in there. It didn't matter that he was a senator. That's some nice flavor, but it, it doesn't really matter. You, you have to touch on the things that matter. We don't know how Snoke got to... Kylo there's there's not much in his personality to like infer that there's nothing new there there's nothing new in what we saw about him it, it was just don't touch you you don't introduce Snoke if he's not going to have a purpose he didn't have a purpose if you want to leave him as this Darth Plagueis character who's sort of spoken about like ooh in the backstory that's a little annoying especially if you're going to do it over three movies that's the thing if you if you just kind of throw it in there it's like oh this is part of the lore like okay whatever but you introduce him as a character as someone that we are supposed to get invested in either as a villain or a hero and then he does nothing and then he doesn't matter. You so you you don't want to infer how he got how he got Kylo Ren onto the dark side. You don't want to do any inference on that. I there's there's a level that's okay about inference, but there's not enough character of Snoke. There's nothing to differentiate. He's a bad from him. guy. What character of Snoke was different from Emperor Palpatine in the first three movies? Well, there you go. That's a problem. I feel like you're kind of flip flopping here over like that. You just said that Emperor Palpatine no. was like the was good. Everything that he did was fine. And now that if we're saying that Snoke's character because is just like Because he had like an entire movie to be a threat. He had an entire <laughs> movie to influence the outcome of the plot. Snoke did not. Snoke really didn't influence hardly anything except for the part where he's like, 
Oh, your false connection. Yes, that was uh, me, I guess. Sure. Yeah, I did that. And it's like... Uh, you didn't think that he was going to die in that scene on the first time you watched it, though, did you? When he... As soon as he was like, he's going to kill you, and he's going to kill the one, it's like, oh my Well, when gosh. Ray comes oh into the room gosh, for the first time... When Ray comes into the room, escorted by Kylo Ren, and he even, like, you know, captures her via, like, force powers or whatever like that, did you think that he was going to die in that scene? No, I hope for better. So... All I'm saying here is that you didn't expect that to happen. So that was something outside something of the character. Let me finish. That was something outside of the character there that you weren't expecting to happen right there. It wasn't the same thing as Palpatine. It was different. The way that he went, you can say that you didn't like it. I kind of understand, to be honest with you. So um, you're, you're setting up a straw man here. You're setting up a straw man of you want things to be different. Therefore, everything that's different from the original that you complain about, I'm going to point out to you. Not everything, like, not like everything, like, oh, this needed to be different, whatever like that. I'm no, just you're saying using, that. You're using the argument that because I wanted things in episode seven to be different, everything in, in this episode that's different from the old things, I should like. I'm just saying that if you're, doing a, total straw man. if you're doing a correct, if you're doing a comparison, of things that worked for you that like you kind of wanted to see in this movie that you're seeing in this movie you're saying that you don't like no no I, I wanted to see good characters I wanted to see characters who mattered I wanted to see I wanted to see motivations I wanted to see depth everything in this movie is so shallow it is so shallow it's enraging to me how shallow it is it's just like this happened so that this could happen later. And not in like a deep way. It's just like, oh, uh, we wanted Snoke to die so that Kylo Ren could be in charge. Kylo Ren being in charge doesn't immediately change anything. They're doing all the same things. It's just now they're being led by a petulant child who is utterly incompetent. That is all that it changed. And it turns out they were being led by someone incompetent the whole time, apparently. So not much of a difference there. Nothing in this movie matters. It is entirely... It's completely shallow. I don't understand. Why did Luke die? I don't know. Maybe because he'll come back as a blue glowy in the next movie. But in the context of this movie, it didn't need to happen. It didn't need to happen. It None of the stuff in this movie needed to happen for anything within the context of the movie. Ray's parents did not need to be discussed within the context of this, for what this movie was trying to do to happen, okay? They didn't need to take their side trip to space Las Vegas for whatever was going to happen in this movie to happen, okay? Nothing was connected. It's entirely shallow, okay? You can't say your problem with the first movie was that it was too similar. Well, at least it had a little bit of depth in, like, the character interactions, at least I had a little bit of that stuff. You, you can't use my argument for why episode seven wasn't perfect and say, ah, see, things are different now. Therefore, you must like it. No, that's not how it works. It's not the difference that makes it good. It's the characters. If you have the good characters, then you've got the baseline. And then you can work on making things different. That's like, it's a problem if you're just copying another movie, obviously. But my core thing that I want in movies isn't for them to be different. And you're using that argument as if that's the only, because I had that problem. Yeah, that is a problem. We both admit that's a problem. So this movie didn't try to copy it. Great. Too bad all the characters and the motivations of them were so much worse than episode seven. Too bad the things that were more important were worse. That's, that's, that's why I'm getting riled up is you keep using the different argument. It's, it's a, you're setting it up like, here's what I'm going to attack. And it's like, no, no, my argument's over here. And you're like, no, no, your argument's over here. This is what I'm going to hit the different thing. There's also just some things like, okay, maybe you have a point there, but there's just some things that I feel like you're just like missing. Like you're letting like some things that you really didn't enjoy about the movie, like sort of miss other things about it. Here's one thing. The Canto Bite scene, Space Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I didn't really think that was the best scene either. 
That's the biggest thing that I say that makes this movie not the perfect movie. I don't even I don't even think the scene was bad. It was just whatever. I didn't like, think it was, it was kinda... I didn't think it was really a good scene. It went on for a little bit too long. It was pretty much there just to establish Rose more as a character, which I'm gonna be also I'm gonna be also here. I don't really like Rose that much as a character. I don't really see her point yet. I, yeah, um, I didn't. It's, it's a I little... didn't dislike her. I thought she was just fine. It, it was like they realized, like, oh crap. You know what the best part of Episode Seven was when uh, Ray and Finn were together. Like they had some really good chemistry, real cool stuff. It's like, oh shoot, well, we put Finn over here. Well, let's use Rose, and she was okay. She wasn't bad until the whole Kingdom Hearts scene, where it's like, don't fight against what you hate. If I were what you love, and yeah, I totally to say when you walk away, you don't hear me say. Get some, get some of that J-pop in there. Yeah, it's I have great. to admit that 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 scene also that that one little line and that the forced kiss also was also really like whoa. What because does, there wasn't really any romantic tension there? between them. Well, because I don't point. think it's supposed to be romantic. Ten, I don't think it's supposed to be romantic both ways. Um, I don't really think Finn has romantic feelings towards anybody. Um, <laughs> I think I think even he was just sort of like, what just happened. <laughs> Um, did I not almost just die and now I'm getting kissed by this girl? Like, I, I, I had um, the same like feeling in my heart that you did when King Louis was singing when that mm-hmm. happened. I grabbed my hat and just pulled it over my face, just like, oh no. So so that scene, I, I understand the hate on that because I'm also like not in favor of that scene, also. They probably could have done something better on that. I just I don't get how some people are seeing like, you know, because you say it's it's very shallow motivations, whatever like that. In the end, though, I'm seeing a lot of different growth in all these characters that, like, weren't there before. In one of the first scenes we see of Finn, let's just focus on Finn for a second. What is he trying to do? He's trying to run away. He's trying to desert his people yet again. But he's not trying to... See, this is another thing. Hold on. Can I finish? Okay, fine. He's trying to run away, and he gets caught. If he wasn't caught, he would have run away, and he never would have caught up with Ray. Like, he just never would have, and then he would have whatever like that. His first scene is him trying to run away, essentially. And then he's... You know, he's he's on this mission to cancel bite, whatever. You know, you, I don't like that scene very much either. I I didn't really like Guillermo del Toro's Guillermo del Toro? Benicio del Toro's um char- characterization. Wait, who are we talking about here? DJ the hacker. Uh wait, that was that was uh Andy Circus. No, that was Benicio del Toro. Uh Andy Circus is Snoke. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay, my bad. uh, Although, to be honest, I kind of understand your confusion. They kind (laughs) of look alike. I was like, I was actually kind of shocked when you said that. I was like, I could swear that was Andy Serkis. No, I I do understand your your confusion. I actually, actually, his character was kind of interesting to me because I got his motivation. I'm also glad with him they didn't, like, have him, like, redeem himself and, like, give him a ship or whatever like that. I'm glad they left him as he was, just, like, someone now for himself. But anyways. I like that, too. um, For what it's worth. So... uh, Finn, you know, is out is out here, and then he fails uh, on the on the Death Star, and then he has a, an encounter with Phasma again. Now, again, I'm on your side with Phasma. I really jobber. do feel like with Phasma, the writers of this movie were just sort of like, we can't do anything with this character. They're well, like, they well, chose maybe, not maybe to. just maybe I just think... have her in the. End. Well, I think I feel like they couldn't do anything with her, and they tried, and they were just like, that sucks, and this option is the least suck, and they're like, all right, fine, let's do it. I don't know. Um, and now I, I don't I mean, think you should ever like just throw away. I think you could always do something with the character. No, I mean I, I agree. Time, like yeah. I I think maybe J.J. Abrams set it up too big for Ryan Johnson to do something with her, and then he was <sighs> just sort of like, I can't, I don't want to do anything with this character. Well, that's what it felt like more to me, which made me mad. It was like I don't want to. I wish you could. I wish it could have been like maybe she 
would have like gone rogue herself and like devoted her her life's mission just to go after Finn herself. Yeah. And like just like kill him herself. A little bit of a lame like thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, a little sure. little Javert, Jean Valjean, yeah. whatever like that. That would kind of neat. Yeah. I, yeah. I kind of wish that could have happened, but alas and alack, there's that ends up being some some redemption for Poe uh, for Finn, sorry, because he finally gets he finally gets to go against his old commander. I guess. And then in the end, you know, he's he's totally willing to sacrifice himself for the First Order in the same way that Poe was, I'm sorry, for the Resistance, in the same way that Poe was about to just, like, have a total disregard for life. Well, um, his own life. See, that this is, Finn was one of the characters that I actually like because when he's about to run away, it's not that he's a coward. That was a thing in the first movie where he was kind of a chicken wandering away. The, and, okay, you could argue it was here too, but the biggest thing was... He's motiv- the nice thing about him is he's motivated by more than just first order versus resistance. He's he's worried about Ray. Yeah. He wasn't worried about his own safety. He's like, I just don't want Ray to come back to this sucky situation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's I like that. That's nice. It's nice to have a character who isn't just like first order bad, resistance good. He's sort of outside of it and he's just like, no, I care about this other person. He's nice. The problem is he gets relegated the whole movie to side mission to Planet Vegas. And when he has a nice moment where he's like, all right, like, I'm kind of buying into this thing. I'm going to sacrifice myself for the good of all these other people. He gets stopped from doing so for really no reason. Because it's she just says, no, the thing you're about to do, yeah, it actually totally would have stopped them from breaking in here. But... It was bad because I mean, you don't them. think they would have had another way of getting in there. It was just a matter of time. Those AT well, they, would have well, would have blown through but that. That's whole thing. the exact thing, isn't it? It was a matter of time while they could find a way out. So buying that time would have possibly been worth the sacrifice. They had it ATATs at the ready. They totally could have gone through there. And there was an implication that lasers were not enough. And there you don't think that they would have had another cannon at the ready too, just like how they had another dreadnought at the not ready. Not at the ready. I th- I think there was there's enough reason to believe it would have taken time to it, it's not like a I don't know, a light speed thing. Mm. At the very least least you would have doubled its time it's needed to charge up it's not like you had another one that was charging right there you know if you got to line it up like all he's trying to do is buy time so it made sense and then he's prevented (laughs) from even doing that which was not that i wanted him to die not that i thought they were going to kill him i'm like all right how are they going to pull this off but it was a moment where the characters it was one of the like i said finn worked because it was a moment where the character's motivation lined up with the character what the character was doing and was trying to accomplish lined up with what we have come to learn and love about this character so you want him to succeed at that so even though yeah you don't want him to die it's still frustrating to have his his intentions his good intentions foiled um because i mean that's the thing it's like he's supposed to learn the lesson don't fight the things you hate fighting it fight for the things you love He's actually been doing that. He's actually been trying to set things up so that his good friend Ray could have a better situation. Well, the line and like, isn't it's just foiled. The line the line isn't fight for the ones you love. It's saving the ones you love. What? Well, that's what she, he was trying she, she to do. She says not 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 kill the ones we hate, but to save the ones we love. That's what he was trying to do. It, it's just they they set up so clear. Like here's the lesson this character's supposed to learn, and it's well, like he does learn it. Now he we get already to have, we knew get to, it. We get to have him in another movie. He now already he finally knew it. Learned like, it. That was the thing with Poe, too. They kept spending so much time, we got to have Poe be a good leader. He's just a hot shot. I hated Purple Hair McGee. Did you like Purple Hair McGee? I get her character reasons. It was really dumb having her, like, introduced as instigating against Poe so much. Because, again, it just confuses you as the watcher as to whether or not you're supposed to like this character. When you have other characters who, like, have this 
position of authority, like really bashing on the characters, and you're like, I can't, I can't argue with that. Well, like, just because she's a good guy, does, just because she's a good guy, doesn't mean you have to like her. No, it, it, it makes you not like Poe because you it confuses your motivation. Like, oh, am I not supposed to? Well, that's what like, makes his redemption better. He doesn't really have a redemption. He totally does. He he finally learns and tells the team to to retreat when needed. He finally has the best way out to the point it where even feels, Leia gives him the redemption also. It just feels so forced. It's like, let's set him up in the exact same situation, and this time he can choose to do the, the different thing. It's just too, it's too one for one that it feels processed. It takes me out of like it being a movie and it's like okay they clearly set this up this way you know it doesn't feel like an organic movie it feels like this is what they wanted me to see this is what they wanted to have him happen and i guess we're here and that's what's going to happen and the the reason i didn't like a character too was it, it felt they were really heavy-handed in trying to make you feel like poe really screwed up to the point where her character was a little unbelievable in how dismissive she was of her own people like excuse me you have a rebellion of like how many people a few hundred and you're just gonna alienate one of them like that like she's if you an acting tell general him, with a guy who just got demoted and even then, disgraced then tell him that and keep your general's decorum why does she have to tell him anything She's not required by anything to tell him anything. Then Even keep, if she was going to tell her... Just um, keep your decorum. That's all. I don't want you to say, like, I've seen people like you, arrogant flyboys who get men Oh, killed. excuse me. Oh, she has a little oh, bit of emotion oh, oh. because she's really mad at what he did. It, it, it didn't feel like she was mad about it. It felt like she just wanted to dismiss him. Because he was mad at it. Because she was mad at him. That's the way I saw it. It didn't come across that way. It just came across. It didn't. Well, see, now this is. It just felt like she just wanted to be. This is something of perception. That's the way I perceived it. This is the way you perceived it. You know, I'm never going to be able to convince you of that way. Okay. The way I saw it is that way. And you know what? That's what a lot of this argument has been. Has been a lot of this sort of perception right here. You and I are of the same age. We have basically the same exposure to the star wars movies all of them right and even a little bit of eu or just like outside stuff uh knights of knights of the old republic yada yada you know what i mean uh-huh. so we have basically the same thing the thing that's that's really bothering me um not about you in particular is just how divided you and i are on this movie that we both saw at, like we both saw the same movie we're both of like the same ish sort of fandom and whatnot you know, we we definitely differ on on a few things, which might be a later episode. But there, um, and yet, just our perceptions were completely different. It we we saw the same scenes. We've talked about the same scenes. I will say straight up, I like a lot of these scenes for the reasons that you don't like them. You know what I mean? Like how I say I like Kylo Ren literally for all the reasons that you don't like him, not because I'm trying to troll, but because I genuinely do. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's something interesting there um, to the point where it's like, I can't convince you of anything. And to be honest, you're not going to convince me of anything either. Everything that you have said, and I'm sure this goes the other way around, too. Everything you have said has not swayed my opinion <laughs> at all, um, has not made me go like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I guess that was like kind of bad or whatever like that. And I'm not sure and I wouldn't be surprised if I did the same for you. The, the failure point was interesting. 
Okay. I'll well, say that. All right. I, th- I thought enough. your failure point was interesting. Fair enough. Um, um, but not enough to make you say that, like, you know, to change your opinion on the movie, you know? And that's okay. That's not, what, like, what this was about. But it's it's just interesting how that's that's what this has sort of turned into. We can talk about even more scenes. I mean, like, if we want to open the big guns and talk about the Leia scene, all that's really going to happen is that, in the end, I'm going to say I really liked it and I loved it and yada yada. And in the end, you're going to say the opposite. Uh... It was whatever. It wasn't... I didn't think it was that bad. I could see how people could think it was bad, but it was more just like... It didn't bother me that much. I don't know why. Like, there, there isn't any setup for it, but it was just kind of like, okay. I loved it. I I was I was literally on the edge of my see, seat. See, that, that's the... I just... I don't know. So, let me, let, me, let me explain to you my point of view, then. You do not have to disagree. You do not have to agree, and I'm not, I'm not looking for a fight on this one. I'm just telling you my point of view. Yeah? Okay. All right. So in this scene, it's already tense enough because in IRL, we know that Carrie Fisher passed away. And yeah. we sort of assume that even if she didn't pass away, that she might, that she was up on the death floor, like for this movie, since Han died in the other movie. I guess, yeah. Um, so it's like sort of a natural thing. And obviously, like, that's what Snoke tried to egg him on to do as well. So in this scene, he's got her in the sights. You see them, like, looking at each other through the force. No words need to be spoken, but you know that they are looking at each other. And in the end, he hated Han Solo, or at least the idea of Han Solo, more than he hated his mom. So he couldn't do it. But instead, another TIE fighter does it anyways, and she's blown out into space. And so in that moment... I'm thinking, like, okay, that's how she goes. Like, I'm glad they did it so early in the movie so that, you know, it wouldn't be so, like, hurtful, like, later on in the movie, you know? And and that's fine. Carrie Fisher has passed away. That's probably the last thing she ever filmed. And then they hang onto it some more. You're just sort of like, well, that's that sucks. They're just kind of hanging onto her body in there. Like, I'm not sure what's happening right here. And then she doesn't die. Nothing like that is happening. And then you just, then you sort of remember... This woman is the daughter of Anakin Skywalker, the most powerful force user arguably ever, you know, not that we saw in the movies, but at least in lore, that he was like the most powerful force user ever. And, you know, it is said in the movies that the force will come to people in times of need. So even if she wasn't consciously aware of like how she did it, like she didn't like cast a force of protection around her or whatever like that, she is now openly defying a lot of things that we know about in the natural laws and is using the force for like the first time ever in any of these movies. We see her like using the force to her advantage, not just having a force connection, which we've seen from other you know, which, which we started to see in Empire Strikes Back and other movies, but, like, she is now actually using the Force in a way that we haven't seen so far and that, in my opinion, was just bad butt. Just completely just, oh, my gosh. I was literally on the edge of my seat when that happened. And then she's in a coma for the rest of the movie, so that's whatever. But Well, and that's that's where my main issue comes in um, because it's set up, again, it's set up a scene as if it mattered. It's set up a scene as if it was going to matter that they shot the, you know, command center deck and it was going to matter that... You know, Leia wasn't around anymore, and then it's like, uh, nope, she's okay. And but it did she's matter because Admiral, because the then Admiral Holdo was in charge, and <sighs> then that sparked the whole the whole backstory or the whole side story with Poe and, and with I, I Finn and, and Rose, yada yada. Okay, but it it didn't feel like it really mattered that whether or not she lived or died because she lived, and they're like, ah, eh, but we still don't want her around for this part, so she's in a coma. And you could have just had her die and had the same thing happen and had it be, like, a little bit dramatic. And then, like, the rest of the movie, she was just there for Poe to talk at. Like, I Well, and then we get that nice connection with Luke and Leia at the end of the movie, though. I didn't. 
I actually thought that the one scene that I was kind of a, happy that she was there for was the scene between her and General Pinkhair. Um, I thought that was kind of nice. It was kind of interesting. But the scene with her and Luke was kind of a throwaway, too. I was oh, just I like, ah. that scene. He didn't even, like, he didn't even bother to show up. He just sent a card, a hollow card. He didn't know where they were. <laughs> he just sent a hollow. <laughs> obviously, he knew where they were. He, he sent a hollow card to their exact Well, location. he also didn't have a ship. He totally did. They showed the X-Wing early in the movie. Another that was thing that, flushed in water for decades. Another thing that didn't matter, where they, they pan to it and they spend a scene showing it and then it doesn't matter. It's not supposed to matter anything. It's not supposed to be a plot device. It's just supposed to show that, hey, it's there. Remember that? Like, And he can't fly it, it again. It's been, flush, it's been flushed <laughs> with what? It's not supposed to. <sighs> Every, if it doesn't matter, then why do I care? It's, it's, something's got to matter. And it's just the connection. It's just the connection to how Luke got there. It was just a nostalgia device. It's just a connection to it show was him like, from the. Uh, remember X wings. Remember how oh, much fun they goodness. were. Nostalgia, but it didn't matter to See, the context again, of this movie. Again, I'm not going to convince you. You're not going to convince me. Are you going to tell me that it mattered in the movie? It didn't need to matter. It's just there in the how movie. How many scenes can you have in the movie where it doesn't matter before the movie doesn't matter? That was like you know a, what I mean? That was like two seconds of no, shots. No, no, because that was also my argument for Snoke. That was also my argument for her parents. <sighs> well, see, I that can't answer that because that was my I think... argument for the mirrors. Well, they I can't answer matter. that because I think all those things matter. They didn't influence the outcome of the movie. Sure it did. How? Where is Snoke? He's dead. Who is the leader now of all of it? It is Kylo Ren. Who is the main villain now of the series? It's Kylo that, Ren. Everything that happened in this movie with Kylo Ren going to the surface, surface and acting as the general could have still happened with, with Snoke as the leader. But it didn't. Couldn't, yeah, but it could have. But so it, it didn't, didn't. So it didn't impact it. His Why death not? didn't impact it because all the same things could have happened without telling me this without spending time without wasting my time showing an x-wing or talking about her parents you could have had the exact same things play out but you decided to take me on this super roundabout journey where it didn't feel like anything you were focusing on impacted the outcome of the movie you know having having so much time spent in space las vegas with finn and rose and stuff ultimately not affect the uh, the good guy's situation it just feels bad it just feels like none of these things mattered and even even the point where i don't know like not andy circus <laughs> whatever his name was the hacker guy like rats them out and then they're like shooting the like little space things but it didn't feel like yeah, you're like, oh, that's too bad they lost all these dudes. But at the same time, you're like, well, they're just throwaway characters. Like, if they're going to have enough characters, they're going to have enough red shirts to do whatever it is they need to do. And it's fine. And then you have General Pinkhair realize last second, like, oh, I can fly this into them. And it was kind of like, yeah, why didn't you do that a while ago? But okay, whatever. It was also kind of weird how, like, when it, like, flew through it, it was fine that it blew up the big ship. Like, that totally makes sense. But it was a little weird where, like, after it flew through... All the other ships exploded too. That's like a shockwave. I guess. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit weird. It was. That's a minor thing. But um, it it just didn't feel like it felt like the things that happened in this movie, as far as the overarching, here's where the empire wound up, and here's where the good guys wound up, wasn't really impacted by any of the main. It didn't feel like any of the main characters really had agency in the overarching story. Well, see, I just feel like a lot of people say that not not a lot of stuff mattered here because. Pretty much all the missions ended up with a big fat L for the resistance. Like it didn't matter for the resistance. Essentially, yes. Well, it things didn't are even, basically it didn't even really matter. Essentially, that. yes, things are basically the same with the first order. They're still on top, and they lost a few ships and a few TIE fighters, but that's about it. The resistance lost a lot more. In the end, the the first order just has 
Snoke gone, and that's that's basically it. Yeah, but for the, the but for the they... resistance, like everything else, you can you you can perceive it as didn't matter. Even is for because the bad they, guys, because they failed. Even for the bad guys, it felt like it didn't matter because it's like, oh, you captured Ray. Oops, you let her get away. Like, oh, you cornered the resistance. Oops, they got away. Like, oh, you can track them. Oops, they still got away. Like, it, was, it just felt like nobody really did. Nobody succeeded in this movie. It was just like we're still in the same spot where we were at the beginning. Except like, the, the, the has nice a lot thing, less. But it doesn't matter because they just have less of like, do you really think in the next movie they're going to be like, uh, or would you really You're not supposed buy to it? feel like, it that way, though. You're supposed to feel their loss. Like... It's an army that just got a lot of L's and lost a lot of people like that. All of them can fit on the Millennium Falcon now, and that's it. You're just supposed to feel that way. It's not like, you know, obviously, obviously, it's a Star Wars movie. In the end, everything is going to be happily ever after in some way. But obviously, the, we all know this, but nice... we don't let that just get in the way of, like, what is happening in the movie right now. We can't just be like, oh, well, they're the good guys, so they're going to win eventually, so I don't really care about how many people they lost or whatever like that. That seems so detached. You're just like... Only like looking at the end game of it and not seeing like where the characters are right now in the, in the story. They haven't shown me why it's worth my time yet. Like I, I don't know how else to say. It. You could go into any movie, and if it's bad, you can just be like, yeah, but you're supposed to feel this way. The first order destroyed that. like all of the New Republic and like all those all those planets just like on a whim, just because they want to be in control. Yes, I understand they're bad. Like they convinced me. Of so that what? In do, the first what else do you movie? need to understand? <laughs> I, I, I need more than a faceless, nameless, these guys are bad because they blow up planets. These guys are good because they don't blow up planets. That's the most shallow. That That's it. It's just shallow. These guys good. These guys bad. You're supposed to like these guys. I mean, I know like you don't want guys, me to bring up good. like the past arguments thing, but that's what we had in A New Hope, and people didn't have an issue with that. Because it was one movie that was like revolutionary in the interesting things it did. You're, you're trying, you are now trying to tell like a, a long form story. And the nice thing about Empire is it started adding layers to these characters. Like it started adding a little bit more layers to Han Solo now that he was back. And it, it set up Luke for this weird situation where Darth Vader was his father. Like that changes everything. And it set up this, this possibility of him turning to the dark side. It, it set up all this new stuff. The first movie could just be the first movie because it was the first in this franchise and you set up this evil empire and all you had to do was know they're evil because that's all that one movie was trying to you can't just keep making the same the movie with that shallow premise the amazing thing about star wars as a franchise is that it, it turned into an epic it turned into a story that was much deeper than just here's good guy here's bad guy that is always going to be the core but it had depth now you're just saying this is all you had then why aren't you happy with it now well, because I could just watch those other things and get a better version of that same story. Yeah, Give but would it still characters. be Star Wars, though? Like, let me say this. I don't believe that anybody criticizing a movie needs to have, like, oh, well, it should have been done this way. Or, like, I don't believe I don't believe that, you know, that every person who criticizes the movie should be met with the response, well, then how would have you done? How would you have done it, you know? Yeah. I don't believe that either. And, yeah. so I'm, and so I'm not asking that either. But it's like... This is the eighth movie, technically the ninth, technically the the eleventh, if you want to go into like the <laughs> the other ones, right? The Clone Wars and the and and Rebels and whatnot. So it's like how and I ask, I'm not looking necessarily for an answer. Maybe you have one. How different can you deviate? Like how much originality are you looking for in probably the eleventh movie and still make it a Star Wars movie? 
I, I just keep coming back to just give me some good characters. Like, just give me some characters who, who want something outside of the good guys to win or the bad guys oh, to win. See, then now we now we go back into perception, you know? I not I kind of because don't... I love the characters that you hate. You know? And it's like I'm not calling you uh, stupid for, for that, and you're not calling me stupid for that either, but in, in the end, we're not going to convince each other otherwise. You're never going to convince me that Kylo Ren is a bad character because I don't think so. And I'm not going to be able to do the other side. He's not even a bad character. He'd be a cool... Or a bad villain you know, or whatever be, like Yeah, that. he's a bad... He would be kind of a decent anti-hero. He'd be a, kind of a decent anti-hero. I think that he, if he was cast in that role, he could pull it off a little bit better. But as a villain, he's bad. Uh, yeah, see, you're never going to convince me of that. I'm sorry. <sighs> That that is my that is my opinion. Do you have any perception that he's gonna win? That he's gonna win? Yeah, that he's ever gonna do anything. He hasn't done. For, he's he's got gonna two have movies. a redemption story. No, no, no. I didn't do anything as a villain. He two movies, and the only hero character who he's killed is Han Solo. He hasn't killed. He hasn't threatened like really anybody since then. He is, if has Luke, not if been Luke a threatening was, If presence. Luke was there, well, here's the thing. It's like that would be painting him as a as a Darth Maul or as a Count Duke or whatever like that. That's not yeah, that's fine, the type of villain that he is. But the thing is that it's okay for villains to share certain traits because all villains need to have certain. Like I didn't feel like Count Dooku was just a copy of Darth Maul. No, he may he might have shared some characteristics, but that's fine. You're always going to have heroes who share. They're always going to be courageous. A hero's pretty much always going to be courageous in some respect. Maybe not in the exact same way, but he's probably going to have that characteristic somewhere in him, and that's fine. That's that's part of what defines this role. And so when you have a villain who's not threatening, you're, you're missing a key role. You're missing a key ingredient in what makes this role. And you can't just say it's okay because it's different because then he's not a villain anymore. He's just like a bot. He would make a good anti-hero. Again, that, that's kind of, that's the uncertainty that would be a good ingredient in that character. But it doesn't, it's not a good ingredient in what they're trying to cast Kylo Ren in. They, they cast him in this role that he's not fit for. Um, and that, that that makes it not work. It's okay to have things that are similar to any of the villains we had before. I don't think anybody is gonna is gonna say that Darth Vader was too much like Darth Maul was too much like Emperor Palpatine, even though technically they all shared some similar characteristics. But that's okay. It's okay for different villains to share characteristics. Like I'm sure Sauron shares lots of characteristics with Emperor Palpatine too. And you know what? That's okay. Like because they don't have to be entirely different. They just have to be different. Enough to be interesting, because we know what this role is supposed to be. Here's what I see in Kylo Ren. Like, I see just a different way of portraying a villain. I see somebody who is unhinged. I see somebody who is not mentally stable. I see somebody who, you know, wasn't... He's got a lot of demons in his past. And the thing is, is like, eventually that's what Darth Vader ended up being also. Darth Vader's story ended up being a tragic hero. In the end, you know, we just sort of, in the first three movies, four, five, and six, um, we saw him as, as a villain with, like, barely any redeeming qualities at all. In fact, none until the very last movie. Um, and then so we get, like, the redeemed story, basically. But because of the prequels, now we have, like, a tragic hero um, because of the love and yada, 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 tempted by the dark side, all, all that stuff, right? Cl yeah. Literature, right? Sure. Um, with Kylo Ren, though... I mean, Kylo Ren is going to turn. 
He's going to have a redemption story. I think it's a problem having it be that obvious from the beginning, too. But go on. I mean, like, the reason why I thought that uh, from the get-go, and it might have been just an obvious thing, but for me, I was always like, his grandfather is clearly his biggest influence, and his grandfather, like, that would be the ultimate tribute to his grandfather if he went out the same way. But I, guess. But I digress. Like, Side note, I, we still don't get really what that's about, but continue. Mm. Um, it just, that that's what I, I love that it is different. I love that he is of the dark side, not of the Sith. I love that he is bringing about what I believe is going to be the main theme across the entire trilogy, uh, which is just balance, just the idea of balance of the light and the dark. Uh, I, Snoke even says that too when he yes. when she comes in, sort of like you know the light meeting the darkness, that or whatever was, like that. That was neat and that was interesting. But again, it was another one of those things where they just kind of left hanging. Nothing felt resolved in this movie. Well, because you know? I don't think it's supposed to be resolved yet. I think it's going to happen in the next movie. Well, I, I with Luke, especially problem. like Luke being so jaded with the Jedi itself. His first lesson was that the Jedi do not own the Force. Um, that the Force is there and the Jedi just sort of like that was an interesting, called it of its own. That was interesting too. But again, I even, felt like they, they, they spent so much time shoving so much action and oh we got to go back to finn and what's this oh we got to go back to this that they didn't let those moments breathe and expand the way that they needed to in order to make this movie in order to make this movie feel fulfilling he even he even says outright you know it was the jedi in their hubris that allowed uh darth Sidious to take control of the whole senate at the height of the jedi's power and yada yada like that i'm uh, what i'm trying to say is that kylo ren already hit what this movie is supposed to be about which is just an end of things of the past, which is the Jedi and the Sith, and just let the Force be the Force. Like the Force is, the Force, you know, comes to those who need it and who can who can control it, not to everybody. And the Force is not of the Jedi, and the Force is not of the Sith. I I um, did think so. The scenes with him and Ray, like sort of being in each other's minds, I thought were dumb. Uh, not because of what was said in them. I thought that some of the things that were said were interesting. I just thought that it was very forced and didn't make a lot of <laughs> sense. Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, also, shirtless Kylo Ren fan service scene. Get that out of my face. Uh, whatever. But some of the things that were said were interesting. But again, none of them, like with him talking about, like, leave the past in the past, like, blah, blah, blah. That was kind of interesting because it started to get me towards a characterization of him. Um, but he just goes so off the deep end that it, it doesn't seem to be a constant motivation for well, him as much as you know, just to your, flying to off. To your credit, because yes, he says he wants to get rid of the whole, he wants to forget about the past. And then what happens as soon as he sees Luke? Yeah. So again, that's a failure. That's well, a failure on, on Kylo Ren's it's part. It's an inconsistency in the character. It's a failure. He failed again. And because of that, he cost the First Order their, uh, the another, another W for that. I consider that another part of, the, of the, the failure theme across this whole movie. It's just that when your characters fail so much, you don't, it feels like you don't really know who they are. Because the thing is, I'm going to get churchy on you. Hey, this whole past year at church, our word was believe. And the thesis was one posed by Dallas Willard is that you don't have to convince someone what they, you don't have to convince someone to act out what they believe they always will. A person will always act out what they believe. Your actions speak louder than words. So when you have this constant inconsistency with these characters, like saying one thing or doing another, it just prevents you from connecting with who that character is. They need to have enough success 
to where you really believe in this character is something. And we haven't seen that from specifically Kylo Ren. Um, I would have to think more back on episode seven for the other characters. We've seen it a bit with Finn. Um, again, I, I think he's the best handled mo- character. I don't think we've really seen it in Poe, partially because he was such a throwaway character in episode seven, uh, unfortunately. But that's the thing like you need to have characters show you not tell you what they're all about and there's there's inconsistency there and so many unfinished thoughts like luke never really finishes his thoughts on the whole jedi order like you don't really you get need a good, to know more though i would like to it, it, there was no like real rebuttal it i was mean are his, saying no you're wrong i mean are his thoughts not conclusive though well then why don't we agree with them what do you mean if his thoughts are conclusive, then why don't we just agree with Luke and say, like, yeah, Jedi probably should just go away and whatever. I do agree and, with him. Well, then what? it just makes the rest of the movie feel worse because Ray obviously doesn't agree with him. So we're, we're, again, put in this situation where we don't necessarily agree with what the protagonist is doing. So are we are we cheering for her? Like, how much are we cheering for her? It's just a little weird. Like, they set up these sort of big philosophical statements from specifically Luke and Kylo, and then they don't really deliver on it. Neither he nor Ray really deliver on what's being said. And so it's just, you're left wondering if it's like the X-Wing, if it's like Ray's parents, where they just kind of set it to set it and it's say it, and it's not going to matter. Because again, it didn't matter in this movie, so you're just sitting waiting on another movie, and that makes this movie unsatisfying. So in a vacuum, maybe there's a world Maybe there's a world where episode nine is so good that it makes sense of everything in episode eight. It's hard for me to envision that and having episode nine actually be its own movie and not just here's all the stuff we left hanging in eight and we got to fix it. You know, it's it's hard for me to envision, but maybe there's a world where it is because there are some good threads in this movie. The problem is that none of them get resolved. None of them feel like they matter. See, See, again, it's perception. Because I, I am, I am, a, it totally is because I disagree. I think all the stuff that, that is left inconclusive in this movie, because there are, there definitely is um, stuff that is sort of left inconclusive is, has been put to rest for now in a spot that I am totally satisfied with. I'm totally satisfied with the way that Luke went. I am totally satisfied with how I didn't even do what I Yoda believe, told him to, dang it. I am totally satisfied with the way that, that Poe, that I believe redeemed his character I am totally satisfied with the way that... See, again, you don't believe that he did, but I do. Perception. Um, Yoda told him to not let Rey get away and to not let another, like, student fail. Does he interact with Rey at any other point in that movie? From that point on. I don't get why that matters. Because it's literally what Yoda told him to do. He's like, you failed, Ben. Don't fail this one. She didn't get away. She is still on the light side. Or on the good guy side, at least. But it didn't. His actions didn't matter towards that. Yoda was it telling totally you, you got to fix. He, no, from that, he brought the resistance away so that she could take them away in the Falcon. But it, it was all because of Luke. No, it wasn't. But it felt more like a. Okay, fine. I'll give you that one. But it, it still didn't. I wanted. I wanted interaction between their characters. I, I wanted a resolution there. You know, it, it was just. See, I'm I'm fine with everything that I saw. Uh, not everything. I'm fine with most of the things that I saw in the way that they ended. I would I would gladly see this movie again in theaters. In fact, I hope I do sometime soon. 
because I really, really, really enjoyed it. I feel like all the characters, except for Kylo Ren, really do have their own their own mini redemption in this whole in this movie. Not enough to say that their characters have been put to rest, but definitely enough to where these characters are not going to be the same as they used to be. The way that Poe um, acted on himself in the in the beginning of the movie is something I could totally believe coming from even his short little stint in Episode Seven. Um, Ray being able to just like not be fooled and seduced by if it is the dark side of Kylo Ren and just being able to shut the door on him finally means that Kylo Ren is reaping what he sows. He he has nobody now. He has no parents. Um, he has no old mentor. He has no other master. Oh, he just he's he just up right? he's just up by himself now. Yeah, that's what and he so like so this is what this is what this is what he gets. And in the end, it, it ended up being a big loss for the for the uh, for the first order because he failed in what he initially wanted to do, which was just like you know just start fresh and like do away with the first order, do away with the new republic, do away with the Jedi, all that sort of stuff. And he just let his feelings get to him, and his old wounds get to him. He failed. The whole Canto bite scene, uh, uh, Space Las Vegas. I. Uh, the whole scene, again, it's not I'm, I'm, I'm like on your side. It's not even really. worth discussing. It I'm really happened. like sort of on your side there. Like I, I thought a lot of that could have been shaved in half a whole lot. Um, a lot of it, I think, was sort of there just to set up for the epilogue, um, which I I don't uh, I have I don't really care too much about it. Like when when the Oliver Twist boy like force pulls the oh yeah the, the broom you know that. yeah, yeah um, anyways um, you know it, it's just all that stuff to me ended up as a failure for Rose and Finn. Is that the best way to do it? Maybe not, but in the end, it still follows the theme of the movie that I believe that it's following. And in the end, I think it's also going to be a part of the overarching theme of this trilogy, which is balance of that. And that whole scene where, where uh, Kylo Ren and Rey are taking out all the Praetorians, like... I saw a lot of like anger come out of Ray that were Yoda or like Luke over the, uh, had been there. They probably would have said like, you know, don't give in to your anger, yada, yada like that. But it was through her anger that she was able to get all that out of there and save both of them. Um, through her force power, she was able to disarm Kylo Ren and just and escape and realize like what what is like at play here. I just and and that was her getting away from her failure, especially her literally and mentally closing the door on Kylo Ren. Like that is her sort of mini redemption. It doesn't close her character and it doesn't close the arc, but I don't think it's supposed to. It gives me a satisfying finish, at least for the time being, where I like where they have moved two and that they're definitely not going to be this way in the next movie also because then that's not actual character growth you know like that's that's where i see that it's it, it's not a complete close of the book and to some i can understand why that's such a bad thing to me it was satisfying enough like that i am like yes i really enjoyed what was happening with these characters like that was my perception i hate the word perception just so you know it's what it is no it's it's a cop-out what, well, you, what are you here. saying then? What we're are you saying? Here. What am I? Are you saying that I'm wrong? Yeah. You're saying I'm wrong. Yeah. You're saying my opinions on this movie are wrong. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You're saying that I'm just straight up wrong. I'm not allowed to have an opinion on this piece of art. No, I didn't say you're not allowed to have an opinion. I just think sure you are because I'm wrong. So what's what's the point of me having an opinion on this? No, it's not that you're not allowed to. It's just that it's I'm not gonna punch you for having the wrong opinion. I just think that it's wrong. Then you're allowed to have it, and we're still gonna be friends. You're allowed to have it, but I'm allowed to believe that it's wrong. All right. Right? Or are you telling me that I'm not allowed to have that opinion? 
Well, it that's just how seems, it works. It just seems unnecessarily harsh. If you go into because I see where you're coming from in your things. If, you if go I see into if art, I see where you where your thoughts are coming from, and maybe you don't see where my thoughts are coming from, and that's probably where that's no, that no, is. No. But uh, where I see where your your qualms where the movie comes from, I see that. Like I anything you have said, I didn't agree with, but I saw where you got from that. Nothing here was so completely out of the blue like you know if, if you had been like you know like the worst part about this movie is that snoke should have been mace windu like if that was like an honest thing of yours i would have said you're wrong but like you weren't all the, your qualms with the movie had merit, and i actually saw where you came from them i didn't agree with them but because of that i can't call you wrong because i see your point of view I see where you were coming from, and I see where those qualms came from. You are not wrong, because if I say that you, your opinions are wrong, that means that I could not see at all where you were coming from. That is my perception of where you were. I saw, I see where your things are coming from. I don't agree with them, but I see where they are. They didn't come out of completely nowhere, so I can't call you wrong. Here, here's, here's my problem, um, and you'll, you'll understand this with the reading that you've done for your music masters, because I've seen you post about this on Facebook. Anytime you talk about art as being perception, it devalues art. Um, if you, if I show you a piece of music, if I show you Girls Melon and I tell you, this is great. The perception is that he played exactly what they did. And, oh, that's so great. You can be like, no, that's, that's awful. But I'm like, well, that's just like your perception, man. Either art is entirely perception and it just exists for people to opine about and we can all live in our own little world or art has value. Except, a real except value in- for the fact that I know where you're coming from. It's not we're, that we're talking about the same thing here. If we were if we were arguing about a metal song, a metal song, right? Because that's my quote unquote specialty, sure. right? If we were arguing about that, that I let's flip it. If you really really loved this one, and I really really didn't, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. because I mean you're you're pulling my words on me, and you're not wrong that like you know all art can't all you know art is not exactly just in the eye of the beholder. We can't we can't really compare arts with arts and whatnot. Except from the idea where I see. This is also deeply philosophical and also, and I think this also has to do with personal character as well. The way that we perceive art is the way that we're going to perceive other people and the way that we perceive their humanity and their philosophy and whatnot. I cannot consciously, because I don't fully agree with um, uh, the philosophy that I had to read up on in my master's program. If we can't like see where the other person is coming from, at least, you know, on the same topic, on the same topic, if we were comparing... If we were comparing The Last Jedi to Star Trek Beyond, the most recent Star Trek movie, uh-huh. like that would be something where it's like, well, you know, that was just your opinion. You know what I mean? If you said to me that Star Trek Beyond was better than Last Jedi, which I don't know, maybe it was. I haven't seen Last uh, Star Trek Beyond in a while. Man, it's been a while. <laughs> um, in either case, I would have to just be like, well, I mean, that's your opinion, you know, whatever, like that. That's the way you perceive it. But in this case, it's different. We saw the same thing. We're of the same person, and we explain each of our opinions together and where they came from. And they totally just didn't come from nowhere. In, in, my, in my view, I can't. Here's, here's what I see. When I see, I understand where you're coming from, but here's where it comes from for me. It, it, when I look at what you see in this movie, I'm like, you're willing to give this movie a lot of benefit of the doubt. You are willing to like infer a lot of things that the movie does not do a good job of explaining. And you're willing to say, okay, this is what the director was thinking. This is what the director wants me to think, and I can tell what the director wants me to think, (coughs) therefore it's okay. And I don't think that is okay, because if the director... the, The director has to make me feel and show me 
not just tell me. I can tell all of the common tropes that this movie is trying to hit on. It's not a mystery to me. It's not that I don't see them. It's that they aren't effectively delivered. It's not that I don't understand the things you're telling about. I understand that that is what the director was trying to make me feel. I understand that that is what he was trying to show me. But he showed me in the most generic and cheap ways possible by pulling my chain all the time, by just trying to play on my... It's okay to play on your expectations sometimes, but this whole movie seems to be, here's what you think is going to happen. <laughs> no, it didn't. And at some point, especially when you expect competent characters, you expect characters to have certain influences, it just became cheap to me. Because I understand that you see what the director wants you to see. I, you know what I mean? I get that because it's not a mystery. It's not a mystery with the, the, that all these things, you're, except for the, the failure part. The failure part was something that I didn't see. So, like, good on you. I, t I told you that was a point in your favor. Mm -hmm. The failure thing was a thing. But everything else is just like you saw exactly what the director obviously wanted you to see, that he didn't communicate in any sort of special, unique way. Uh, there was nothing really unique about how Poe learned his lesson. It was a very obvious one-for-one, one, here's the situation, and then he's in the exact same situation later, and he made a different decision. It just took us two and a half hours of things that didn't really matter for us to get there. And so I do see where you're coming from. I just think it is wrong to give it that much credit. I think it is wrong to infer that much and not make them have to do it well. Mm. So it's not that I don't see it's not that I don't see where you're coming from because I do see exactly why you like it because you're willing to let the director sort of do these things to you whereas I'm kind of like no dude you got to <laughs> earn it like oh, you got to earn it I I'm not going to come in it's the same thing with with Ego Raptor's Legend of Zelda argument. If something's bad design, then it's bad design in any game. You don't get a free pass cuz you're Star Wars. You don't get a free pass cuz you're Legend of Zelda. You got to roll three times. Like, you, you know, you don't, it's not a get out of jail free card. I mean, yeah, I get it, but I don't, I'm not on board with it. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It's again, yeah. I, I see where you're coming from, but I don't agree with it. You know, in well, this instance, I thought everything was executed almost perfectly. And you're allowed to not agree with it, but don't tell me that I'm not allowed to not agree with your thing. Like I didn't and, say you weren't me, allowed to not agree with it, but well, it's just like... Well, you were telling me I couldn't tell you you were wrong. Well, because that, I mean, like, I know what you mean. You don't, you're not attacking me as a person when you say that. It's just saying, hey, you're wrong about your thoughts seems like a harsh thing to say, you know what I mean? It might be, but if I, I think that there needs to be that place... I think that our culture needs that. Now let's talk about culture. Because if no one can tell another person that they're wrong and people are only just allowed to have their own opinions and never, then no one's it allowed just seems to like help a, anybody else. It just seems like a harsh way of like saying something for a, a sci-fi movie. You know what I mean? Like, I think these things, I think the, the sanctity of art is important. Well, so, I mean, I, uh, I believe that the sanctity of art is, is, is reflects the sanctity of human beings, which is why I don't, really like to say I don't and really, I and I don't and I don't believe I don't know what that in, means in the, <laughs> listen the way that we perceive art and the way that we talk about the art with the, art is humanity is what I believe the mm. way that art affects us it affects our humanity um th that's why we have art and that's why no other creature on earth has art it's because we're human 
Um, and you know, art is this, art is that. It's subjective to other people, and whatnot. Which I, you know, it, I just, I just believe that art is something that that makes us feel human in the end. And this movie did just that to people. You know, uh, whether it affected you negatively or affected me positively, it made you feel that way. And uh, it's, it's are you hard. saying that quality of art doesn't matter then? Because then at that point you're just saying that I mean any art can make you feel these things. Well, like what's the point of arguing about quality of art in here? Did any of us, except for maybe the one point I made, did any of us move forward from where we were? Like, what was the point of arguing about the quality of this art in this instance right here? To get podcast listeners. <sighs> Are we done? Is, is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> a little bit. It's in the effort to educate one another. And, you know, I, I did learn something. And, you know, we'll walk away from this and hopefully we'll keep thinking about each other's points and we'll we'll be forced to think about if we're being stubborn and the other person was right. And hopefully we can do that based on the quality of their argument mm. and the quality of the points, not necessarily just saying perception, 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 perception. That's Well, the issue. only reason why I come to that is because in the end what our arguments were was – you know, I hated Kylo. I'd hate Kylo Ren's character because something, something, something like this. Where I am saying I love Kylo Ren's character because of exactly this and this and this and this and this. Like, how is that going to be because like, again, a good argument in the end? I, I think that maybe we went all around in these circles just to wind up at what I said before, where you're willing to give the director a lot more credit and you're willing to infer a little bit more because you know that that's what he means, even if it's not what he's saying. Well, we're also going back to. I mean, if we also go back to Force Awakens too. I liked Kylo Ren from the beginning. I It's probably for the same reason, because, again, you're willing to infer a little bit more and you're willing to, again, go with what they're obviously meaning rather than what they're saying through their medium. I mean, I don't really think that's such a bad thing. I, I think it devalues the medium, because if it doesn't matter what they're saying in the medium, it's just that you know that the director is saying this because... It's well, going along, the trope he's going, going along for. and trusting the director doesn't mean blindly drinking their Kool-Aid. Like, you can think that I am in this case, but I don't think I am. I don't think I'm just blindly drinking the Kool-Aid of J.J. Abrams or Ryan Johnson in any of these movies. Well, then that's what, we, that's what hopefully you walk away analyzing. You walk away analyzing that belief. Well... Okay. Then you then you analyze the opposite belief. Are I you will. just letting stubbornness of other things kind of get in your way of like being able to release your own perception? I won't say that word. Your your own, you know, preconceived notions or your own like sort of like, what do I want to see in a movie? You know, what is my perfect movie? And if this director doesn't deliver exactly that, I'm not going to like this movie. Yeah, but I feel like I already have. Like, well, I feel like I've already, like, trust me, when I went and saw this with the little middle schooler who loved it, I walked out of that movie feeling like, do I really need to not like this movie? Because I, I don't want to dislike this movie. I want to love it for the people who I know who love it. I, I walked away feeling that. Hmm. But it just was like, mm, I don't know. Well, I don't know that I can. Well, when you do, come come talk to me. I'll be, I'll be over there. Okay. Playing playing airplane with my X wing fighter, going <laughs> playing force with your broom or whatever. And yeah, just just sitting there in the stables, of making, Space con Vegas. making constipated noises at my broom. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it eventually. Oh boy. All right, are we done? <laughs> Get out of this pillow fort. It's so hot. All righty, let's just let's just make this quick. Special thanks to anybody who stood in, stood into this massacre, and uh, obviously, of course, special thanks to Danny Baron Hugh for the artwork, 
and to the combined efforts of Rob KTA, expert novice and OC Remix for the intro and outro music. As of now, we don't really have any plans for the future, but hopefully by the time this episode releases, uh, we'll have some more in stock, uh, ready to have a, a consistent release schedule once again for you guys, if you guys bother to care anymore. But um, until that grand announcement, we'll see you in the next one. Take care. Oh, 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 oh,